Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. Yes, indeed. I am joined from the University of Minnesota by Julie Weisenhorn. Good morning, Julie. Hey, Danny, how are you doing today? I'm doing quite well. How does your pumpkin grow? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. You, I've been seeing on the news lately, uh, you and your colleagues uh, at, at, uh, at yes. the extension about yeah these huge pumpkins. The giant well, pumpkin project. Be, before we get too far adrift here, I am, as you are, uh, hearing some rumblings of thunder. So yes. I... We're we're anticipating you know something to run to come through the uh, Twin Cities area, so we may have to be at the mercy, of course, as always, of Mother Nature. So we never know what's going to happen. We'll we'll keep <laughs> you filled in. There's right now. There's nothing severe uh, to to report, but uh, just in case, um, if if you happen to have any, and we're already getting text messages. If you have any kind of a lawn or garden question, and if you're a regular listener to the show, you know how busy we tend to get, and how busy we uh, we keep Julie working uh, this particular hour. So if you have a, gar- a lawn or garden question, 651, either phone or text, by the way, 651-461-9226. Tell us about these pumpkins. For those that maybe have missed all the news <laughs> stories, what, are we talking about the great pumpkin, the giant pumpkin? What, what What's the deal here? So back in uh, winter, my colleague Annie Claude, who's our fruit educator, said, you know, geez, what should we should we do something this year? What about a growing giant pumpkins? And she works with pumpkin growers in Minnesota. And <laughs> and so we said, yeah, that'd be great. And I said, where do we get the seed? So we purchased seed from the St. Croix growers and uh, started these plants in the greenhouse. And we are growing two pumpkins. The pumpkins require, each of them require about 500 square feet to grow minimum. So we have an area that is um, about a thousand square feet, and uh, and these pumpkins are getting bigger and bigger by the day. So we have one that's destined for the state fair. That one is named Audrey, and uh, Audrey is ro- rolling in at about two hundred and thirty pounds. That was our estimate yesterday. And they can gain weight like really fast, like yeah. me, like really fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like after Thanksgiving. Yes. So uh, they are gaining weight daily, roughly about 20 pounds. Amazing. So, yeah, and it's it's mostly water, but uh, we are burying the nodes of the vines. So this is the point at which um, roots are put out along the main vine and also the secondary vines. And we are burying those nodes so that the plant obviously has more roots than just at the main point at which we planted the plant. 
So um, the other one is named Seymour, and both of these names come from Little Shop of Horrors. And uh, Seymour is smaller than Audrey, at a, rolling in at about 150 pounds, 160 pounds. And, uh, and Seymour is destined for the Giant Pumpkin Growers Harvest Festival, which happens in Stillwater October 8th and 9th. Uh, that's all I know about it, but we do weigh in. People compete at that. I think we're we're just what I was talking about a bit ago. We're at the mercy of uh, of an electrical uh, storm. Nothing severe. Weather service is not uh, talking about any any particular uh, severe weather, so you can uh, count on CCO to bring that to you if, if indeed that scene uh, changes. Uh, right now, there is rain. In fact, in our neighborhood too, I can hear the thunder. Getting some much needed rain. Uh, we have uh, – it's a pretty good chance. When they're talking 80% today, uh, that chance diminishes to about 50% tomorrow. But we'll take it. Because Did I look, lose you again? Yes, yes, that's okay because we're – I think it's the weather. No, and most definitely it, it is the weather. We're yeah. glad to have you back. But uh, maybe you can finish your thought about the, uh, the, about the pumpkin. Okay. So anyway, come out to the Arboretum. We are out in uh, on the Three Mile Drive and right next to the Dahlia Trials and across from the Chinese Garden. How do they transport? How do your <laughs> colleagues transport these huge? I mean, very carefully, obviously. <laughs> but uh, whether what a forklift or what? yeah. So these pumpkins are growing on pallets, and uh, they're protect. They're padded pallets, and mm. uh, they will be lifted by forklift onto. Uh, my cousin Steve Ekman's truck, he has a flatbed truck. He's volunteered to drive the pumpkins to wherever they need to go. All right. Very yeah, good. Yeah, so very exciting. All right. So uh, we're we're thinking, talk- we're, yeah, we're thinking that Audrey will be about 600 pounds by the time she goes to the fair. But you're right. The, the names come from uh, <laughs> from the play and the movie. Both. Yeah, Feed Me Seymour. Yeah. <laughs> Audrey All right. has a Venus flytrap. Let's do this. Uh, I know we have to break shortly, but I want to get a phone call in, then we'll grab some text messages. The first phone call comes from Gene, who's calling in from Stillwater, I believe, today. Gene, thank you. What is your question for Julie? Yes, I have two double impatients that I've had since uh, May, and I watered them and fertilized them, and all of a sudden there are no more flowers, hardly any buds. What's happened? Is that the weather? Oh, boy, Gene, that could be a number of things. So one of the... Uh, let's see. Am I still on there, Denny? Yeah, yeah you're good to okay. go. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, uh, one thing that could be happening is if you check underneath the leaves, if there are any leaves left, uh, you didn't really say that you just said there's no more flowers. Um, it could be that you have maybe downy mildew on those plants. That's a, that would decimate the plants, but if they're just leafy and just no flowers, it could be the heat. Uh, it's awfully hot for these plants. It's been very dry, even though you've been taking good care, it sounds like. It could also be that they are finished blooming now, and they may, when we our weather changes, they might start setting care, it sounds like. It could also be that they are finished blooming now, and they may, when we our weather changes, they might start setting bud again. So just kind of hang in there, keep watering them. Uh, we are coming to the end of the growing season for some of these cooler season impatient or the cooler uh, shade annuals. So uh, it may be just they're, they're done for the year, but just keep taking care of them. I think we have a, at least a month left of good weather for those. 
There's a text uh, before we break about uh, someone who's trying to grow perennials uh, to grow at the cemetery, but they were wondering mm. if gophers or moles are causing issues because they, uh, the plants don't hang around. They're kind of being pushed out. Yeah, it's hard to grow perennials at a cemetery site. My mom has uh, tried to grow hosta at um, our family cemetery plot. The problem is, is that you have to take care of them, so you have to go and water them regularly. And if plants get in the ground, and let's say you miss a couple of weeks, and we've had such dry, hot weather, um, you're not going to get much um, growth on those roots, and it's going to be harder for the plant to make it through the season. So um, I I would recommend um, you know using annuals um, or I'm sorry artificial plants too, sure. uh, just to keep them looking good. Yeah. Uh, Texas, my hydrangeas are a magnet for black houseflies. I can spray them with fly killer, but worry it may harm the hydrangeas. Is there a spray I can use to repel the flies without harming the plants? So, yes, the musky smell of hydrangeas attracts uh, many different kinds of insects, but flies included. Um, there's really nothing to spray uh, that is going to repel those plants or repel those insects. They like that smell, and as long as the plant is putting it out, it's a temporary situation. Uh, as the plants mature, they're going to stop putting out that musky smell, and the flies will disappear. So if you can tolerate it for a little while, uh, I would just say just stay away from the plants, uh, admire them from afar, and um, and just there's not much you can do about it. I know we have to break momentarily. I just wonder with all this uh, rain that we're finally getting, and I hope we get lots more, uh, I just wonder how many of our lawns will actually come back. I'm, I'm that, hoping many. Yeah, that's a good question. I hope so, too. Um, we have pretty resilient uh, grasses, and uh, we've had a lot of dormancy, of course. Uh, they've been very dry, but hopefully with rain, uh, we will be able to have green lawns as we move into the fall. Okay. Well, hang on, Julie. We're, we'll take this quick break and invite our listeners to join in on our Lawn and Garden question session here every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour. Call in or text in. Same number, 651-461-9226. Right now in the Twin Cities at 817, uh, it's raining. Our CCO temperature reading 76 on our way to 83, the high today. And the high tomorrow in the Twin Cities with, again, a chance of showers near 76. Again, it's 76 now on News Talk 830 WCCO. And a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our Smart Garden show around uh, the 8 o'clock hour every Saturday. Here on CCO, welcoming your lawn or garden questions this morning for Julie Weisenhorn from the U of M. Call us, text us, 651-461-9226. We're in the midst of uh, much-needed rain and a a few thunderstorms here and there as well. So bear with us. (laughs) We'll take it. Uh, You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, in fact, I'm going to grab a text right now and then we'll uh, get back to the phones, Julie. Uh, Doug from Champlin says this, good morning. We have had a honey locust for over 30 years. This is the first year that we have had the long seed pods. Any ideas why that is? Sometimes it takes, uh, let's see, 30 years, though. Wow. Yeah. So um, so we have sterile plants that are bred to, be, to not produce seed pods. Seed pods are messy. People don't like them. Um, and so sometimes the plants, though, will revert back to uh, the, the 
the female uh, these sterile plants. So some, it sounds to me like that's what's happened with this honey locust. I am not a plant breeder, so I don't have the official terms in my head right now. But that sounds to me like it has basically gone back to its original gender, and that's producing pods. So you now mm. have a female tree and not a sterile tree anymore. Interesting. Yeah, it's very right. cool. I mean, it's it's like plants overcoming all human interaction. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go back to the phones. Uh, Julie, Jay is calling in this morning, I believe, from Excelsior. Thank you, Jay. What is your question for Julie? Good morning, Julie and Danny. Um, Good morning. I've got three, three silver maples that were all planted at about the same time. And um, one of them didn't leaf out this year, so it's dead. And then I have another one where it appears that the um, M's are dying back. Is that one going to most likely kick the bucket as well? Uh, it it might. It's hard to say. I think the best thing to do, Jay, is to get uh, an arborist into your yard to take a look at those trees. Uh, you're gonna. Oh, I do believe we lost Julie, but we're going to get her back on real fast. She has this uncanny ability, in spite of uh, electrical type of activity given the uh, uh, thunderstorms, to uh, jump off and jump back on again. You just wait and see. Well, I'm hearing thunder in our na- particular neighborhood. And you lost me again. And there you go again. <laughs> but you've come back uh, probably. Uh, and uh, you have more to say, though, I think. Did I finish my statement about having a certified arborist? arborist you started, in? yes. That's, that okay. would be, yeah. Yeah, I have an arborist come in who also does tree pruning and tree removal. And then you can go ahead and um, uh, they could assess the other trees as well. And Sorry as about I, that. I always say that, and you know as well that we we have the ability. Yes. The, 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 we have such great arborists, certified arborists. A great choice of arborists. Yeah, we do, and you can find an arborist, Jay. We have a web page on our extension yard and garden page uh, under trees and shrubs on how to hire a tree care professional, and that will give you a link to the uh, International Society of Arboriculture, where you can plug in your zip code, and it will come up with any and all uh, arborists and tree care companies in the area. And uh, speaking of that website, you and your colleagues have done just a fantastic job of, of, of putting forth uh, some great information. Now, there is, I mean, I, we have a, such an unusual summer. What is this, the fourth driest on record, I think? It is uh, close to that. You have a section on that about lawn care, a good one. We do. We have a lawn care calendar, and right now we would be looking at things like seeding or fertilizing or aerating. Our lawns are just not recovered yet. So we would, uh, you know, recommendations to just kind of hold off on some of those bigger projects. Right now, seeding, it's too hot. The seed is not going to germinate well. Um, and aerating would be tough on your plant It would really or your lawn. It would really stress out your lawn right now. So if you could just hold off, we'll get some cooler nights, hopefully get some more rain, and we'll be able to start doing some of our lawn repairs and renovation for fall I would say end of the month. We're looking at the end of August or so now. Yeah. It's just too tough on the plants. Oh, it is. And and outside of this weekend, Julie, I don't see any prediction of any moisture the rest of the week after tomorrow. no. So, yeah. (laughs) At least that as of this point. Uh, This texter says, good morning, how can I move my wild ginger? It does not seem to like that. Yeah, so you can move it. It's actually pretty easy to dig up. It does not have deep roots. It's kind of a spreading ground cover. You can move it. I would wait a little while till it's, uh, if you can, 
uh, wait until it cools down to move it. It's just a really stressful time for plants right now to be doing any digging and moving. They go through transplant shock anyway, even in nice, cool, moist weather. So if you can wait, that would be great. If you can wait till spring, that's even better because the plant will then have the whole summer to recover. I have heard, this texter says, that rhubarb has a large root system. How far away should I keep my root vegetables? It is a big root system, a very deep uh, taproot type system, uh, very meaty roots. And I think for rhubarb, you want to give rhubarb, boy, if you can give it like, I don't know, three square, three feet across and give it lots of room, that would be great. Uh, my rhubarb is kind of squeezed in, and it does compromise its production. So the more space you can give rhubarb, the better. And full sun also, and well-drained soil. All right, excellent. Julie, speaking of weather, let's take a break and have a look at that forecast, see what the rest of the weekend and this coming week uh, happens weather-wise. So stay with us. We have about another half hour of our Smart Garden Show to go. So if you have any kind of a lot of garden question, uh, join the crowd, 651 651- Four six one nine two two six for either a phone call to Julie or a text question to Julie. It's uh, right now in the Twin Cities. It's raining, and, and I hope it is where you are if you need it. Seventy six degrees, the official temperature reading here in the Twin Cities on News Talk eight three zero. This is WCCO. Six. Good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour. Denny Long here along with uh, Julie Weisenhorf from the University of Minnesota and uh, uh, Abiders fame as well. I want to <laughs> add that. To. When, when are you playing your next gig? We're playing a member uh, event at the Arboretum this, uh, let's see, it's a week from Thursday. and then. But we will be at Dog Days in Mound if people are dog fans. Bring your dog out. And uh, we'll be out at Surfside Park in Mound on Saturday the 13th, playing from about 10.30 till 1.30 or so. So come on out. We'll have the whole band, so it'll be a gas. It is so much fun to listen to you guys. I know, you you, finally came. Yes, but you have fun too. We do have fun, yeah. Yeah. We have such a great such a great group and we're all friends and most of us are relatives which is kind of funny but uh yeah but i guess that's what happens in family bands sometimes <laughs> that's great no it's a lot of fun yeah uh, all right ba- back to our smart garden show let's uh let's pick up on a phone call i think nancy's hanging on the line they're calling in from edina this morning thanks nancy what is your question for julie um hi there i have a fertilizer question i have a uh, annuals on my balcony tomatoes, uh, ferns, uh, geraniums, and petunias, that kind of thing. Did I understand along the way that we should not be fertilizing after August 1st? Uh, my tomatoes are blooming and blossoming and tomatoing. <laughs> do, do we not? Uh, did I understand that we don't fertilize, or fertilize after August 1st? Uh, Nancy, I think because you have annuals and they're in containers on your balcony, then yes, you you can continue to fertilize them. Um, annuals are going to finish their life cycle by you know September or so, and uh, and so you do want to keep fertilizing them to keep them producing. Uh, the probably uh, what we were referring to is perennials and for also shrubs and trees because we don't want to put on a lot of new growth in the late part of the season because it may not harden off before our temperatures get cooler. 
and uh, and so that you may end up killing that new growth with uh, cold weather damage. So, but for annuals, yes, in containers, keep fertilizing them. Uh, it sounds like you're doing a great job, and they're producing, so that's fabulous. Texter says this, Julie, when is it too late to plant trees and shrubs? Good question. Yeah, so you can keep planting trees and shrubs uh, up until probably into September. You do want to be sure that you're watering them very well uh, up until the soil hardens and freezes. So uh, as long as you can, as long as you keep your hose out there. Uh, And, of course, considering rainfall as well. They have an, uh, another question to that related to that. Maybe this sure. is one for the uh, website. Any recommendations for trees and shrubs they want to know? Yeah, visit our website. We have a trees and shrubs section, uh, and it's extension.umn.edu, and go to yard and garden, uh, and you can go to our trees and shrubs sections. And we do have lists of plants. Uh, we also have our plant elements of design database which is under the landscaping section and and also connected on the trees and shrubs portion as well. So you can enter in your growing conditions and come up with any and all of the 2,800 plants that will fit your site. Julie, this listener is wondering about the lifespan of a Colorado spruce. They said they have one that's about 50 years old. The branches are browning. The tree color is turning rustier now. What do you think? Well, I think, actually, Julie has been disconnected from our uh, program again because of the, uh, the electrical activity with the, uh, with the storms. But she'll be back. In fact, I want to alert uh, Will and Zimmerman. You're going to be our next uh, phone caller. 651-461-9226. Not only is that the, the number to, if you want to chat with Julie, which is always fun to hear uh, a listener call in, uh, but it's uh, easier for some folks just to send a text. Six five one four six one nine two two six. We're either phone call or text here on our Smart Garden Show, awaiting the return of uh, Julie Weisenhorn from the University of Minnesota. But in the meantime, I want to uh, to uh, mention that website again, which some folks are just discovering and finding out what a great website it is: extension.umn.edu. Yes. Okay. On color fur. And you're back. I'm yeah. And so what, what do you think about that uh, Colorado spruce story? Um, did I not answer that? Well, you may have, but you uh, we lost you. Oh, no. Yes, and like now I you're didn't. back. Oh, okay. So Colorado spruce, where did we leave off, Denny? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, okay. let's, uh, let's for those that are just right. joining us, they, it's a 50-year-old tree, okay. and its uh, branches are browning, the tree color is turning rusty. All right. So uh, Colorado spruce are susceptible to needle cast diseases, and we have a good web page on those. Uh, so we don't recommend Colorado spruce. They grow in Colorado where it's very dry. And, uh, and so uh, we recommend planting alternatives. Uh, if you do really want a, uh, a type of a spruce that's blue, that would maybe be a fat Albert spruce. Uh, and then also I would recommend the con color fir. So that is a, not a spruce. It's not, a, it's not susceptible to the same needle cast diseases. And you still get a large blue-green evergreen. And I suppose deer love it. I don't think so. Oh. I don't think deer feed on uh, spruce that much okay. or furs. All right. So they're, I think they're looking at other things. I'm going to look at that myself. Uh, it's let's, a gorgeous uh, tree. 
Let's grab a phone call from Will and Zimmerman. Uh, thank, thanks for hanging on, Will. What is your question for Julie, Will? I have two questions. I've got some wild grapevines, and this year I am not seeing any grapes on them at all. And the leaves uh, have these ugly green bumps on them, right. on not every one, but some of them. And my second question is, my peony bushes, why... Every year it seems like they get this milky, it almost looks mm-hmm. like you spritzed them with milk. Right. So the first issue with the grapevines, those are grapevine galls. Uh, they are uh, just produced by feeding of insects. There's not anything to do about them. Uh, it, it's just kind of an anomaly. Um, but as far as the grape production goes, sometimes they are, um, they just don't produce as much. Some years, some years you have a real bumper crop. Like last year, I didn't have many grapes on my grapevines, but this year I've got a ton of them. So sometimes it alternates uh, in the production. As far as the peony goes, you have powdery mildew on that peony, and the peonies uh, are susceptible to that. And so um, you can't really do anything about it except for removing those as they die back to remove those from your garden. Powdery mildew is everywhere around us, so um, it, it is very, very common on peonies and many other plants, too. A listener wondered, did, did I hear last week in the show that we should not let our lawns go without watering for a month? Yeah, so the, uh, you should actually be watering at least deeply and infrequently for your lawn. So this is, don't just spritz your lawn, mm-hmm. but actually put on your sprinkler and really uh, water deeply and infrequently. Your lawn needs roughly about, it can go, it can go quite a while without any water, but, um, but you want to get probably an inch or so at least every couple of weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, just to kind of, it's dormant right now, so it's not going to be actively growing, but we'll start to see some greening up now. Out of this, another text, and we'll grab some more calls. Out of 13 cauliflower plants, only one grew ahead. What can we do? Secondly, what tiny little black flying bugs eat broccoli, et cetera, <laughs> leaves? Uh, the broccoli, those might be flea beetles that are eating the broccoli. Um, you can visit our broccoli page, and it will talk about pests. Um, but as far as prompting more heads to grow, at this point in the season, you really can't. Um, you're going to have that one cauliflower head. In the next uh, year coming up, you might want to um, do some fertilization at the beginning of the year, uh, beginning of the growing season, to prompt more head production. Okay. A phone call coming in from Catherine uh, in Blaine this morning. Uh, Thank you, Catherine. Uh, Catherine, what's your question for Julie? Okay, Julie, I have two questions also. Thank you so much for taking my call. (laughs) Okay, Julie, I just bought a hydrangea. Uh, plant. It, it had beautiful purple flowers. And uh, it, the morning I woke up and the flowers were gone. Can you tell me what it is? Because, it, you know, I know that they're, um, that rabbits don't eat hydrangeas. So, and squirrels don't, I don't think, because it has that cyanide poison in it, in the flowers. Uh, so, I don't know about that. Okay. Yeah, I read that on the website, but it but it didn't tell me what else could be eating them. I have deer. I do have deer. So I'm thinking that's what it is. And the other question I have, I have coneflowers, and I want to plant them. Is it too late 
in the year to do that. I'm sorry, I lost you there for a minute. I heard deer. Uh, she she has coneflowers. Uh, she wants. To, is it too late to plant coneflowers? Oh, okay, you can still plant coneflowers. Be sure they're watered well. Uh, so you want to make sure that soil is well drained and that it's uh, you're giving them water. Probably um, for uh, perennials, probably at least every other day at this point. You want those roots to go deeply down. You don't want to just leave have them growing on the surface. As far as the hydrangea goes, uh, I'm not sure about the cyanide. Um, I, uh, I would imagine if you have deer, that is who ate those heads off. Rabbits are not going to be able to eat, a, they would maybe cut the head off, but the deer are going to probably eat them off. Yeah. So, uh, I think it's going to be the deer that are eating that. The best thing to do, uh, the best defense against deer is a fence. Yep. So it's covering those small plants as they get established. Let's take another phone call before we take a break. Uh, Julie, Rick is on the line calling in from Coon Rapids uh, this morning. Uh, Rick, what is your question for Julie this morning? Yeah, Julie, I I recently purchased some morel mushroom spores in the form of powder, and the instructions say mix with water but do not use chlorinated water. And I'm wondering how, how, how important do you think that is? I think it's really important, Rick. Um, I would put a bucket out right now and collect rain. Hopefully it's raining where you are, uh, and use that for mixing with the, for the morels. So uh, just gather some rainwater, and that's going to be your best bet. So those morel spores are tricky. It's very hard to grow morels uh, domestically. And, uh, in fact, there's two brothers in Denmark who are doing it, uh, but, they, but they have a very complex system. So follow the instructions, and, yeah, definitely collect some rainwater to mix those with. All right. Hang on, Julie. We'll uh, take this break and be right back with more of a Smart Garden Show. By the way, uh, coming along next hour, if you have any questions or are thinking about decks or decking or actually any kind of a home improvement question, Luke Panic, the deck specialist, he's also a porch specialist at Lindis Construction, will be filling in for Andy Lindis next hour. So take this opportunity if you want to ask any questions. He's also a porch specialist at Lindis Construction. We'll be filling in for Andy Lindis next hour. So take this opportunity if you want to ask any kind of a deck question or decking, cleaning, building, whatever. Uh, Keep that in mind. That's coming along next hour here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Stay with us. Joe Denny Long here, along with Julie Weisenhorn from the University of Minnesota, answering your lawn yes. and garden questions. And oh, we have many. It. We Woo. need about three more hours, then we'll be fine. <laughs> uh, here's one, Julie. Uh, I have some uh, texter says, barberry bushes that keep sending up new growth. How much or how long should I continue to trim? I only trim off the fresh growth. Thank you. Hmm. I missed I the think, last end of oh, that. You do, they don't really trim off. They only trim off, what does it say after that? Oh, uh, I only trim off the fresh growth. Okay. Well, that's the, that's the way to prune them is trimming off the new growth. Um, but they keep sending up shoots. Yeah, they're going to spread, and, uh, and then that's how they spread. So you can, you can trim them back at the base. You can trim, you know, if you want them to be narrower, you can trim down at the bottom and cut off the um the suckers uh but yes you just keep sharing the new growth and that's how you take care of them okay 
We have, this texture says, a Japanese lilac tree in the yard that we planted two years ago. We have a white plastic trunk, quote, sleeve around the trunk to protect it from rabbits. It is bigger than the trunk, so there is room for it to, to grow and get air. Does the sleeve, does that particular sleeve hurt the tree in any way, and when is it safe to remove it? Well, you could remove it in the, um, uh, th- those are mostly meant to protect the tree during the, um, during the early years, but also particularly in the winter. The white reflects the winter sunlight so that it doesn't, it keeps the, it's a long story, but it keeps the trunk uh, cool and keeps the cells frozen. And so, uh, and so you can remove those wraps in the spring and, uh, and the plant will be fine. Um, but, uh, but it's, it's a good idea to put it on. I think you could leave it on now, uh, through the next winter, but then at that point, the plant should be, the bark should be pretty hard so that the rabbits won't be as likely to chew through it. Okay. This listener says, how can I get rid of small flying gnats in my house plant soil? I don't want to throw my plants out. Okay, so that's a, those are fungus gnats. Uh, the best thing to do is repot those plants where you see the fungus gnats. Uh, and you would want, and they, they occur because the soil never dries out. So you're, you're overwatering the plant or you have poor drainage in the pot. And so we have a good webpage on managing insects in house plants. And I would say, I would recommend you take a look at that webpage. It's on, under our house, our house plants under, uh, extension.umn.edu yard and garden. So repotting and then just letting your plants dry out, making sure your pots drain well and not overwatering. Okay. You're going to have to help me with this. This is a type of okay. daisy plant. I'm not sure if this is a typo. It's a g- spelled with a G. G- Gerber, Gerbera? Gabera daisies. Gabera daisy. Thank you. Can I bring it in over the winter as a house plant is the question. You can try to, but they're pretty fussy. They need a lot of sun. Um, I don't know of anyone who successfully grows those through the winter and that they bloom. So they're an annual here in Minnesota, so usually people just replace them in the spring. This uh, listener says, do you have any idea why my peas are turning white from the bottom up? Also, when I rub the white off, I see dark spots. Oh, well, that's interesting. Uh, It could be powdery mildew that's on the peas. Uh, It could be... um, yeah, the dark spots. I'd say it's powdery mildew. It's some kind of a mildew. Okay, all right. Uh, and I think I know the answer to this question. Is it wise to fertilize grass when it's extremely brown and dry? I have a lawn service coming on Monday and wondering if I should cancel. Yeah, I would not fertilize your lawn right now. It's it's dormant. Uh, fertilizing plants when they're dormant pushes them into growth and stresses the plants. So it can cause more problems down the down the line. So I would say just ask them to hold off a couple of weeks uh, and let temperatures kind of let the grass start actively growing where you see it's green and uh, it starts to green up and then go ahead and fertilize. This, uh, another lawn question, Julie, it says, I have brown patchy areas on the lawn and think this may be from grubs. Uh, Should that be treated? If you have grubs, you would be able to pull those brown patches up like carpet. So the grubs feed on the roots, and so if you can pull those areas up, it's a grub issue. And now would be the time to treat for, I, I believe, to treat for grubs. Our uh, IPM extension educator, uh, Marissa Shu, just wrote a great article 
on grubs and Japanese beetles. So you can take a look at that. Uh, it was written, I think I think she wrote it July 13th. And it's in our Yard and Garden News, which, by the way, listeners should subscribe to because it provides very current information about things that we as educators are seeing out there and we're advising on and giving information on. So that's also linked on our Yard and Garden webpage, and you can get an alert every couple weeks when new information is posted. Again, extension.umn.edu, just a great site. Yard and Garden. When is a good time, listener says, to transplant wild asparagus? Oh, boy. I think transplanting, uh, boy, wild asparagus. I I think I would wait until um, maybe... Later in the season now, I would maybe wait until August, end of August, early September to transplant it when it cools down. Again, it is just hot and dry right now for transplanting plants. And if you can just hold off a few weeks uh, transplanting it, then I would, I would do that. You do want to have it growing in the spring with asparagus. I would ordinarily say transplant it in the spring. But you want that asparagus in the spring. So, um, uh, yeah, I would... Just hold off a few more weeks on that. Two minutes to go, Julie, so we got to scoot. Last summer, this texter <laughs> says, I needed to move a peony due to construction. I replanted it at the same depth, same sunlight, same soil, etc. It did not bloom this year. I'm hoping that you can reassure me it's just mad at me and it should come back <laughs> next spring. <laughs> it's just probably got to get reestablished in its location. It might be a couple years before it blooms again. Okay. Uh, this second year, Texas says, I've grown cucumbers on a trellis. I have uh, uh, f- flowers, but no cucumbers. Why don't I get cucumbers when growing on a trellis? It's a lack of female flowers on that plant. Uh, that could be a couple different reasons. It could just be the year that the plant is, you know, that it's just not producing female flowers. It could be the temperatures we've had. Uh, it could be lack of pollinators in your garden. Uh, cucumbers have male and female flowers, and they need bees to cross-pollinate. You can look for female flowers. They should have a, a bulge at the base of the flower, and uh, and that will indicate that's the ovary, and that's ultimately what turns into the cucumber itself. So look on the plants, look on the flowers. If you don't see a bulge, you have all male flowers, and that sometimes that just happens on uh, cucurbits. Hmm, interesting. Well, Julie, thanks so much uh, for for your time again today. Always fun. Now, give us that website again uh, at the U of M, and uh, and we'll uh, talk to you soon, I know. Sounds good. Extension.umn.edu, and go to Yard and Garden. And how do we sign up for those alerts again? Uh, you can go to the Yard and Garden News, and there's a sign-up there where you can subscribe. Excellent. Julie, have a good week, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Danny. Julie Weisenhorn from the University of Minnesota Extension. Showers and thunderstorms are likely today. You may be hearing those or experiencing those uh, right now. Again, I want to remind you that coming along next hour, right after our local news and CBS News, of course, we'll have our home improvement show, our Linda's Construction Hour. And filling in for Andy Linda's today will be Luke Panic. Among other things, he's their deck and port specialist. So if you have any kind of a deck question, this is going to be your day to uh, ask the expert. Uh, Luke Panic from Linda's Construction. That's next hour here on our Home Improvement Show. High today in the Twin Cities will be near 83, will be 76 tomorrow. Showers, more of it on the way. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.